As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Like, all you're doing is telling that guy that there's an excuse for you if you want to give up. That's what you're telling him. Yeah, like, like and, and it'll be okay. It'll be okay because, like, and then we glorify the negative, uh, you know, consequences of not becoming successful, right? Like, I don't consider a rapper, you know, even though they, they might be getting millions of dollars or whatever it is from record, like, I don't consider that successful. I consider that being used. Let's go. Welcome to Citizen. Today we've got a very special guest, DJ, uh, co-host of Real AF Podcast with Andy Frisella at over at First Form. Uh, also, Black Dude and They Them. How's it going? <laughs> What's going on, man? What's going on? It's good to have you. I haven't Appreciate seen you. Uh, haven't... It's been a minute, man. Yeah. It definitely has been a minute. It's been too long. Yeah, I don't remember. Me. When was the last time I was out there? <laughs> Was it what two months ago? Yeah, it had to be two or three. It was during well, yeah, yeah. It was like in September, I think, because it was yeah. when uh, uh, Pujols was chasing the seven hundred home run. Seven hundred, so, yeah, yep. that makes sense. <clears throat> so, uh, for people in our audience who haven't watched really up before, give me some background on you. Give a little bio. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm I'm DJ man. Uh, I do. Uh, executive protection, post protection, private security. Um, and that's actually how I met Andy. But, uh, you know, I got background in law enforcement, uh, spent a decent amount of time, still spend a decent amount of time with that. Um, got into the private sector, uh, started doing that back in 20, uh, 2018 heavily. Um, and then uh, three years ago, I was assigned uh, through my company to provide some EP for, for Andy Frisella and um, been with him for three years and, you know, eventually you spend enough time talking to somebody, you realize, man, values, morals, principles align. I like what you have to say um, type of conversations basically. And that, that kind of developed into me being on the podcast and, and sharing my, my perspective, I guess, of, you know, uh, of how I see the world through my eyes and uh, dude, it, it's been awesome. It's been awesome. So yeah, here we are. Yeah. When you say uh, shared values between you and Andy, what do you what what's can you give me some examples of that? Yeah, I mean, like we we both value you know hard work. Like you know, my entire life growing up, I, I like to say that I was like right on that cusp of uh, the crazy generation that doesn't believe in hard work, right? Like I still had all of those principles and values that were instilled. Like you know, you're, you're going to work hard for whatever you want. Um, nobody gets it easy, right? All of these type of uh, these things were were taught to me super super young. Um, and I think it was mainly just because of the environment that I was in, you know what I'm saying? And Andy believes in all of that stuff too, freedom. Um, you know, the idea that, you know, we all have the ability to, to become whatever we want in this amazing country. And, uh, we both share those values. Yeah. That hard work thing, generationally speaking is really interesting. I think that's why a lot of us, um, <clears throat> seem so successful or maybe because we've 
maybe one of the reasons we become so successful is because half of our generation thinks that they're not required to do anything, that they're just entitled to receive whatever they've got coming to them. Um, and it's, man, we're seeing the, we're seeing the fruits of that lack of labor now, huh? 100% dude. Like, like one of my big things that I've always been passionate about was, uh, was, was working with youth. Right. Uh, you know, I came, came from the, like the inner city of St. Louis, uh, terrible fucking area. Um, and you know, I, I could have easily been one of the statistics of the black community. Right. Um, when I, you know, became of age of an adult, I guess, you know, I really had a started having a big passion to to start pulling some of that youth up and letting them, you know, and, and trying to basically tear down and dispel some of those myths, mm -hmm. right? Like there's an entire fucking world out here. You just have to work to go fucking achieve it. You just have to work to go get whatever you want. Um, and despite whatever anybody tells you that, you know, it'll just come if you just sit there and wait, you know, all of that's bullshit. You know, and, and so I took that as a, as a very strong obligation, very young, coaching high school football um, all across the St. Louis, the greater St. Louis area, um, just trying to get to these young kids. Like, listen, here's a young dude, looks just like you, came exactly from where you came from, right? Um, and, and, and he's doing, he, he's winning. He's doing some good stuff. And he's not having to sell drugs or rapping music videos to, to achieve that. You know, and, and I think that's really what the world needs right now more than anything which I think is, is why it's so important for a lot of guys like the Andes, like yourselves, like the even Andrew Tate to some degree that they're, they're trying to capture these younger guys, uh, men specifically, you know, right right at these ripe ages where it's super important to, to kind of get that reinforcement in. Yeah, it's, I, I agree with that. I think um, <clears throat> I always wonder how does it how does it help young people from troubled areas and troubled backgrounds for, for – athletes and artists musicians celebrities whoever to who came from there to constantly tell them how the the deck is stacked against them like how what who's that yeah. who's that message for like all you're doing is telling that guy that there's an excuse for you if you want to give up that's what you're telling them yeah like like and, and it'll be okay it'll be okay because like and then, and then we glorify the negative uh you know consequences of not becoming successful right like i don't consider a rapper you know even though they, they might be getting millions of dollars or whatever it is from record i don't consider that successful i consider that being used and that's exactly what i would tell these young guys right but um you know it, it's it, it it's 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 so crazy right and like i remember like even the coaching staffs that i was involved with like you know, we were all successful men in our in our fields we're, we were, you know, many of us successful, uh, you know, leaders in our household. Right. And, you know, we, we, we had wives and they were raising kids. Right. And so these guys, these athletes, you know, they were being told all their life that like, hey, listen, you know, you could either play ball or you can rap music and, and you can win. And we were always pushing these guys and telling them, like, hey, listen, those are not your only two fucking options. This dude's a cop. This dude works, works for a, a freaking bank. You know what I'm saying? Like, like there's plenty of other options you could do outside of just those two. Now, I mean, there is a reality where for a lot of those guys, you know, that may be all they have, right? Mm -hmm. Or like they just naturally have a clinician and they naturally have, you know, super amazing gifts on the field, right? Like, yeah, for sure, use that. But use that to pay for college. You know what I'm saying? Get a real fucking degree in something, right? Rather than, you know, don't do the gender study shit, right? But, like, get something that's, like, that that you can actually use. And use that just to get you there. But understand that at some point, the lights on the field shut off. You know what I'm saying? Sure, yeah. Those conversations, like, they need to happen a lot more for sure. Yeah, it's, you know, one of the biggest barriers to entry for uh, people starting in any path, whether it's uh, a career field or education or starting their own business or whatever it happens to be is, uh, not knowing what the path is, right? So, uh, Meriwether Lewis and 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 his buddy, uh, I don't know Clark's first name. Maybe it was Clark Griswold from uh, Family Vacation, but uh, just the fact that they mapped out the entire western part of the United States. Now, <clears throat> all of a sudden, things like the Oregon Trail can happen, right? So you can people can start migrating, but it's that's kind of a weird example, but. People don't know how to get from point A to point B unless somebody's done it before. A lot of times, um, yeah. there, there, there's the the trailblazer that happens from time to time. But more or less, people are following in other people's footsteps. So when I hear somebody like when I hear somebody like LeBron James, for example, uh, who's become wildly successful in America, 
tell young black men that the card, the deck is stacked against them, that, you know, it's not fair and blah, blah, blah. And it's going to be harder for them to make it and, and all this shit. It's like, man, what, who's, who's that message for exactly? Like you, you, right. you've made it now and your job is to pull other people up with you, not saddle them with your fucking bullshit. Bro, that, that's the crabs in the bucket mentality. It, it, it honestly enrages me because there's a lot of uh, well-known black figures that do that. You know what I'm saying? Like they all push that fucking that they all push that narrative. The you know, yes, I made it, but I'm 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 the outlier. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it, dude, it, it 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 boggles my mind. You know, and like one one stat, like one one thing that I always love to tell people, right? Like you know, you look at St. Louis. And it's not the biggest city in the country, right? But the wealthiest man in St. Louis City, uh, or in the in the greater metro area, okay, is is a black man, mm. right? He's worth about eight billion dollars right now. His name's Dave Stewart. He is the CEO and founder of Worldwide Technology, and they sell all the back end stuff to Microsoft and Apple. And um, he, he's he, he is the wealthiest dude. Like you no, know, and, and he didn't play bas- basketball. You know what I'm saying? So like, why? I think the crab is in the bucket thing, man. Like, there's there's this massive scarcity mindset that goes around where it's like, you know, uh, if I'm eating and I try to tell you how to eat, you're somehow taking away from my ability right. to feed myself. Mm. It makes no sense. No, it makes absolutely no sense. No, the truth. The, the reality is, is that when we all do better, we all do better, right? There's no, there's no scarcity of resources. There's food for everybody yeah. to eat. Yeah, it's nonsense. <laughs> It's absolute nonsense, and I, I, I don't. Well, I would say the good thing is though it is changing a little bit, man. Like I, I've definitely seen uh, over the last three years, like a lot of my quote unquote friends or people that I grew up with, you know, from high school or whatever it is. I definitely have seen them, uh, you know, kind of have that shift in their mentality and, and and move away from that because they're they're looking like, okay, well, you know, EJ is not afraid of of sharing tips and tricks and you know the hacks, if you will, right? Like he's putting it all out there, and, and he continues to to still do well. He's he's doing successful. He's 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 living a a very good modest life. You know what I'm saying? He's going to continue to win. Maybe I should try that. And so I've definitely have seen a shift. It's 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 good. Uh, obviously, you know, it's not happening as fast as I would want it to, but it, it is it is uh, hopeful to know that it is happening. This episode is brought to you by BlackRifleCoffee.com. Get 20% off your first order with the code CITIZEN. Black Rifle Coffee is the best coffee company in the world. They're our buddies. But we're not just saying that. We also are customers. Join the Black Rifle Coffee Club and get fresh roasted freedom delivered straight to your door. Black Rifle Coffee Company is veteran-operated and supports America's military law enforcement and first responders, not just by saying they do, which is what a lot of companies do, but they actually do it. They give you the best coffee, and they also send coffee to uh, to these guys on the front lines, the people that support uh, support us. So get premium coffee delivered every month. Choose your favorite roast, whether you like light, dark, or medium. Choose the grind. Whether you want ground coffee, uh, whole beans so you can ground it yourself, which is what I recommend, or coffee rounds if you're in an office or something like that, and you need uh, Keurig. You can also choose your delivery schedule, and it'll come to you anytime you like. Members also get free shipping and access to exclusive partner discounts. Get 20% off your first order with the code CITIZEN. Go to BlackRifleCoffee.com and get those deals today. Next up is GhostBed. GhostBed.com forward slash Bros. Right now, GhostBed is offering a 40% off GhostBed bundle where you get a mattress and an adjustable base. So you don't need a code for that. You just add the mattress and the adjustable base, uh, and it'll apply auto-apply 40% off. And then anything else you add to that order, also 40% off. For everything else, you can use the code DRINKINGBROS at ghostbed.com forward slash DRINKINGBROS, and you're going to get 30% off everything on the site. Now, they have the best sheets, mattresses, pillows, covers, all this stuff. You can get, all, you can get an entire bedroom suite. Here, you can get it all for 30% off a month. But wait, there's more. You can buy a mattress for about, you can buy the whole thing for about 35 bucks a month because they have a zero down, 0% financing plan that extends out to 60 months. That's five years, which is about the amount of time that a bedroom suite lasts. So 
That's a great deal, folks. Go check it out at ghostbed.com forward slash drink it bros. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, I think it's a lot of it is about mindset. People are afraid to fail, but that's the wrong idea, man. We fail most of the time we fail. You know what I mean? That's what makes the success. So, uh, uh, I guess worthwhile, you put it out there and you see what happens and what's the worst that can happen. You fucking, you're wrong and you discover that you're wrong and then you get right. Like every, I don't understand why people are so afraid of that process. Cause that's how literally everything, if, if you go to the batting cage to practice your swing and you foul a couple of balls off, you don't throw the bat down and give up. So like, you know what, man, I'm just going to fucking play basketball now. You get three out of 10, you'll still be in the fucking hall of fame. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. It drives me crazy, man. And it's, uh, you know, but there's there's plenty of roadmaps out there now for people to follow, and I think a lot of it gets lost in the in the hubbub. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of static and noise out there. A lot of grifters like Liver King, um, and uh, he he's not even the worst to be honest. He's just a clown. Everybody knew that guy was on steroids the whole time. But there's people out there giving really really stupid advice to people and getting paid for it. There are people who made money. They made their fortune telling other people how to make their fortune in a way that that person will never make a fortune. Right. Never make it. Yeah. It's just like a fucking, uh, but then think about that. Then they're like, okay, well fuck, what am I doing wrong? Because it's obviously working for this person. They can't connect Mm -hmm. the fucking dots. No, it's just a pyramid scheme for the most part. Um, so I've never felt. Yeah. Yeah. I, (laughs) well, I mean, it's part of the, the, you know, I think it's a big part of our generation because, as you said, we are kind of on that divide between hard work and not hard work. But they still, people on the other side of that still have the expectation of success. And if you're not going to work hard to get success, then you have to scam or something else, right? It's got to be some kind of microwave function. Hmm? Yeah. It's like like losing weight, man. Like, there's no fucking. You know, there's no fucking quick fix, fix rap. You know, I'm learning that the hard way right now. You know, I'm, I'm down 70 pounds right now. You know, and, you know, I, I there was definitely many times where I've tried the quick fix pills and the quick mm. fix fucking rap and, you know, a lot of crazy shit and it never fucking worked. Why? Because at the end of the day, you want to lose weight, stop fucking eating so fucking much and work out. Mm. It's, it's a very, very simple, simple thing. And I relate that very much to success. There's all these people selling these hacks and shit and, None of that shit will ever work. Just go fucking do the work. Yeah. Yeah. There's no, there's no substitute. And, and here, here's why. So what you're purchasing with the hack or the pill or the shortcut or whatever it is, is a way to bypass developing discipline, right? That's what you're purchasing with that. But there is no way to bypass discipline because eventually those old temptations, whatever they happen to be, they're going to creep back in. And if you don't have, if you haven't mounted, uh, an ardent and sophisticated response and resistance to that, then you're going to fucking just gain that weight back or you're going to fucking yeah. start slacking off at work again, or you're not going to be as productive as you want to be, or you're not going to be spending as much time with your families, whatever it is you're trying to fix in your life. It's not going to work unless you build those little disciplines that take 10 weeks, roughly like psychologically speaking, it takes about 10 week, 10 weeks in your, in your brain to build that uh, 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 wall against, you know, temptation. So there is no substitute for that. No, other than just fucking, you just got to do it. And that's, I'm glad we got into that conversation because it kind of leads into what this show is all about. So my premise in this show is that you can either be a citizen or you can be a subject. And a subject is somebody who sits around expecting their rights to be fulfilled. Um, And a citizen is somebody who acts in a way that secures those rights. Simply put, um, you, you take it upon yourself to, uh, uh, accept the responsibility, right. To, for the actions you have to do for the attitude you have to have to secure the rights. Cause it look writing stuff down on a piece of paper doesn't mean shit unless you know, you're willing to defend that idea, not just with violence and guns and stuff, but defend it with the way you live your life. Dude, it's it's imperative. I think that's right now. There's a massive uh, void 
on people because I, I was I was looking through uh, through some of the principles that you have that, that you share on this, and, and one of the principles is is uh, it's number four. I have just put it up here, but you know, no matter where I am, I will be a leader. As a leader, I will eat last. Like the the there's a massive void of of just just very simple common sense morals and values in this country right now and and like i look at most people man and like i feel like most people they're like fucking shopping bags in the wind mm. it's with the branches on the tree in the middle of the valley like it's whatever way the wind blows i will either uh, waver or i'll allow or i'll settle i'll concede right like and and it's never to make them com- comfortable or okay it's always uh to make somebody else feel better or like it, it it boggles my mind like i've never i've never i don't think i mean maybe we're not supposed to get it right you know but i think it's imperative man like we got to get back to just some common sense values that like i don't give a fuck who you are you can't change them you won't change what i stand for and i'm going to stand by that i'll die on that hill uh, and, and right now, there's just a massive void in that in, in, in our society, and, and like for sure, it's an American issue, right? But we're also seeing that, I mean, all over the world globally, you know. And so, like, one of the things that, that I would like to see is that massive ripple effect, and obviously, that starts at home. And that's why I think that 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 core principle you had there really sticks with me, you know, because like right now, I am a leader, right? Like, I have my daughter, I have my my fiance, I have to lead them. Like, I can't just pick and choose when I'm going to lead them or what situation. Like, I can't control those situations that come to me that 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 force me into action or force me into thought, whatever it is. I have to be that person regardless. I have to be dead regardless, no matter. Like, we just got to get back to, to, to not wavering in our fucking beliefs and not being so easily fucking persuaded to change them. It blows my mind. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, it's... Um... <clears throat> How are you supposed to, uh, how are you supposed to, you know, really stay on course if you don't have, uh, if you're not grounded in some kind of way, I guess is a good way to say that. Um, I, I, I use these analogies sometimes on the show, but when you're, uh, you know, it's no different than drawing a range map. If you're shooting, it's no different than placing your pinky on the pick guard of a guitar to know where your hand is so you're hitting the right strings. And the other part of it is that it speaks to purpose. Now, I talk about this, especially for men, by the way. I talk about this a lot when I'm talking about suicide in the veteran and first responder communities. Um, And I appreciate a lot of the effort that's been put into this by uh, a wide range of people who are all, like, they actually care about it. They're deeply concerned about it. But the idea that focusing all of your attention on yourself and coddling yourself and self-care is going to work on A-types who have defined their entire life by their purpose uh, to heal what's wrong with them, that's nonsense. It's not going to work. Like you're, you're biologically programmed to provide and protect, right? So if you're depressed, you're depressed because you feel useless, because you're not providing and protecting, or you feel like you can't provide and protect or whatever else. It's a very simple formula, right? Look, this isn't rocket surgery. We know exactly what's going on here. It's nihilism. And the solution to that is purpose. And that's why, I mean, Gandhi said this fucking 60 years ago, but if you want to truly find yourself, lose yourself in the service of others. Sounds like some hippie bullshit. Maybe it is. I don't give a fuck. But it doesn't... It doesn't mean you have to go hug trees and shit. It means figure out. This is something I tell people to do a lot. When they ask me about how do I find my purpose, um, you know, examine uh, examine your emotions. Think about what makes you really angry or really sad or really happy but especially the negative ones. Find out what makes you really angry. What, what fucking bothers you when you see it? What makes you sad? What makes you feel when you see it? And go fix that problem, right? That's how, yeah. you, that's how you find your purpose. Like your body and your brain are telling you what to do. You just have to listen Absolutely. to it. Absolutely. Like, like I, I, I think of it like this. Like where, what would you draw the line of the sand on? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like I think we've seen, especially in the last you know, five years, you know, we people will draw this line in the sand. Situation happens. They'll erase it, scoot back, draw it. Like what? 
what is that like what what is going to make you draw that line in the sand and actually hold that line right like that's how i think about purpose and and i think a lot a lot more people a lot, a lot of, i think more people need to to really reflect on that man because they don't have it i 100 percent agree with you and it has to be bigger than yourself you know and and whether it's family whether it's just servicing your community whatever it is it has to be bigger than yourself yeah maybe 100%. it's maybe it's uh Maybe that's how nature works. I mean, we always find symbiosis and balance in nature, right? Whether it's, uh, you know, alkalines and acids or whether it's gravity, whatever it happens to be. Maybe maybe a certain amount of us really care about certain things, right? And it's incumbent upon us. Maybe it's just one thing that we really care about, our line in the sand as you refer to it. And maybe it's our job to make sure that one thing is addressed and taken care of. And the fact that we're so distracted with everything else, those things aren't getting taken care of is why we see so much widespread societal decay now. You know what I mean? Which, you know, is a, it's a tumbling effect. It just keeps getting worse and worse. And we look around, they're like, man, I'm trying my best and things keep getting worse. It's like, yeah, but you're, yeah. you're doing the wrong thing, dude. And right. now you're getting depressed you're about it. The- yeah. yeah. Trying to ice skate uphill. Yeah. The- it's exactly. stupid. It's exactly. stupid. And it's, you know... <clears throat> I say it's stupid not to call the people doing it stupid because I've done it. I'm still doing it. We all do it all the time. Life is about making constant adjustments. Like anytime you feel comfortable, that should be a warning sign to you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Fucking alert tone should be going off. Something's wrong. Yeah. Yeah, I I think that's a big one too, man. I think a lot of people actually, they know what their purpose purpose is. They're just afraid of actually going, going through with it. Right. And that's why they find themselves swimming against the fucking the stream so often, you know, like like for some reason, they're afraid to go in it, whether it's, you know, it might, it might be because of what their friends say or what their family say. It's like there's something that holding them back. But like I know a lot of people, they know exactly what needs to be done. They know exactly what they need to do. They know exactly why they were put here. For some reason, they just don't fucking go. They don't go like I, I knew, you know. For, for a while that like one of my passions one of my what I feel like my purpose is is to is to, to protect and serve like like that's it's been embedded in me for a long time and it came back from when you know growing up in a single parent household trying to take care of my little sister protect her from the crazy environment we were in um like it was it was it was just kind of always there right even playing football I, I like to protect people so I played offensive line I didn't play d-line right like I always had that protective mindset and so Instead of running away from that, I embraced it. Okay, how can I, how, how can I squeeze all the juice out of this lemon as, as much as possible in the short amount of time, you know, this blink of existence we have in this universe? Um, and I think more people should just fucking like go with, it. Mm. go with it. What would you say to somebody who, uh, the person you're describing, they see their purpose, they feel what it is, but they can't bring themselves to start working on it for whatever reason? You, you, you know. I think everybody finds, I mean, everybody will come to that realization in time. You know, I just think that if we realize, you know, the longer, the longer amount, the more amount of time that you spend away from that, the, the longer you spend swimming against the grain, right? Swimming against the stream, you, you'll get drained, right? And eventually you'll just die of fucking exhaustion, right? So, I mean, I don't know if it's necessary. Like, I don't, I don't think I have like any actionable steps, but just like, you got to be conscious that, like I said, we, our existence in this universe is a fucking blink. When you think about how long this universe has existed and, and we, our lifespan, whether we get 80 years, I mean, that's fucking nothing. It's a, it's a fucking, like, it's not, it's, it's nothing, you know? And so I think, you know, I think, I think everybody has that inner purpose, right? And like, uh, I forget who, I think it was a uh, sad, sad guru, you know, but we all have two lives. What, 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 no, I'm sorry. I don't want to fuck this up. What did he say? He said something to the effect of like, you know, everybody's born to, uh, or, or what is it? You know what I'm talking about? Fuck. Uh, yeah. Like this, the second, fire, like, the second, second one. Uh, it's the second when you find out why. Well, the second one begins when you when you realize you only have one life to live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, so it's like you know, figure it out. Um, and just understand the longer the the, the, the longer you spend away from 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 that. 
you'll be stuck forever in this never ending cycle of, of depression, like because you're not doing fucking anything. Mm. Right. Um, you know, your ability to provide for your family because you're not living through your, like your happiness, everything's tied into that. Um, so stop wasting fucking time and just go get it. <laughs> yeah. I would add to that <clears throat> just some practical advice. Um, People often say or animate in some way or another, not if they don't say it directly, that the problem's too big for them, right? Uh, it's something I hear a lot. It's only going to keep happening. Things are only going to get worse. Uh, no one's going to get held accountable. No one's going to do anything, blah, blah, blah. Well, you're somebody and you can do something, first of all. So that's stupid. But it is true that if you refuse to be part of the solution, that none of these positive things are going to happen. You're um, complicit in the problem. Yeah. You're a net negative, not not yeah. even not even just complicit. You're making it worse by adding right. to the to the stream there. But <clears throat> if you feel like the problem is too big for you, reduce the problem to a level that you can affect it and work on that, right? And when enough of us do that, then the problem gets solved. So I can't solve hunger, but I can stop that motherfucker's hunger right now. I can go feed that person right there that's hungry. And if enough people do that, then there are no more hungry, hungry people. We can work on a new problem. That's a very practical way to deal with that shit. And it's how you would deal with any other problem, whether it's engineering or math or science or any an investigation even. You've conducted plenty of investigations. You reduce things down to the lowest possible level and trying to solve one piece at a time and then put those pieces back together. That's how everything works yep. in life. Dude, I think people, people don't understand the, the, the real effect – and the real positive consequences of the ripple effect has, right? Like I, I, that is one of the weakest excuses that I hear is why well, I don't have a following. Nobody's going to live like, bro, fuck that. You got neighbors to your left and fucking right. Go talk to them. Right. What, 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 what are they thinking? What, what, what are they doing? Maybe you guys get together. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it's just such a weak excuse and it's a cop out, honestly. Like, I, like, dude, I have very little respect for those people, especially people who know that shit is wrong and know that things need to be done and things need to be said. And they cop out and use that fucking excuse not to do anything. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, they leave it up to the, the, like, we're not fucking, I'm not special. There's nothing fucking special about any of this. Like, we're normal fucking people. We just choose to, to fucking do something. You know what I'm saying? Like, like. I think that's the, the the kind of facade, I guess, that, you know, especially social media has kind of given everybody like they're giving people these these false uh, senses to, to, that, that they use as, as escapes and excuses to be inactive and nonproductive. Right. And, and it's fucking sad, to be honest, um, you know, and, and everybody's chasing the likes and they, they, they only want to do so. Like, I'll speak up if I get the attention. Like, bro, fuck that. How about you just speak up and then get the attention? Mm. And guess what? Even if you you're still doing something positive it's so we got a lot of issues man we got a lot of issues yeah and a lot of them a lot of a lot of them are rooted around the disconnect between effort and reward right that that's kind of how uh it's at the the very base level of physics cause and effect like something happens Mm -hmm. and then as an as as because of this this happens and for some reason in modern society we've lost the ability to connect effort, hard work, persistence, even suffering to some kind of outcome, right? It just doesn't work that way anymore. It's like, well, it's not well, fair. It's, it's not fair that I should have to do that. What the fuck do you mean it's not fair, dude? Right. Well, on top of that, too, what they've done is the gap between the cause and effect, you know, through social media, through technology, they've tried to close down that that the lapse between mm-hmm. cause and effect it's like the secret right now, i made my vision board where's my stuff man exactly exactly you know what i'm saying stupid. like do think back to like fucking farmers or or you know hundreds of years ago that would plant a fucking crop and you gotta wait you like they're like that's the one variable that nobody t- likes to account for and they've made a, a gap between cause and effect to be so small then now anything that's a second longer than it should be, oh, well, fuck it, I'm just done. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> like, no, you got to wait. You got to be patient. Patience is virtue. Like, all that shit went out the window. And so this instant gratification, like, I, I have to be instantly satisfied or I have to have the instant result from whatever I want. You know, like, bro, you can go in a gym for, you know, t- 
12 hours fucking straight and work out, you're not going to be fucking skinny tomorrow. Like, that's not how it works. You know, like, you, you, time is that variable that, that people fail to fucking account for. And I think a lot of it's intentional for sure, right? But the shit takes time to fucking develop. Yeah, and it's, uh, you know, <clears throat> maybe we've lost the ability to compartmentalize. There's so, like, the anxiety level of modern Western culture is so high for some reason. I can't imagine that people in the pioneer days were nearly this anxious about things, despite the fact that they were facing far greater risk than we ever will. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if the so crop, dangerous. if yeah. the crop doesn't come in for them, they die. Or if right. they don't stay proficient on, uh, uh, maintaining their home and firewood and, and their weapons so they can defend against intruders, they die. You know what I mean? The, 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 <laughs> the risk is so much greater. So there is some relationship between, uh, a smaller amount of risk and a greater amount of anxiety that we're seeing in Western culture. And it, it's, I guess it makes sense to some degree because, you know, iron sharpens iron and all this stuff, but <clears throat> I've never, I've fallen into a lot of modern traps personally, but that's not one of them. That one doesn't make sense to me where, where you're, the expectation is that things are just going to work out. And when they don't, it's not fair. I don't understand that idea. It doesn't make any sense to me at all. And I wonder from you, you're a father. You got your how old's your daughter? Like three or four years old? She's yeah, she's two going on fucking twenty. Yeah, oh my god. Terrible twos. Well, congratulations on that. That's why you look so tired, huh? All the time. Yeah. <laughs> uh so you know, it's getting to that point now where uh you're get, she's gonna start learning core memories, right? Things are gonna start sticking over the next year or two. How how do you how do you approach that as a father of a young child like that? Like how do you how do you expose them to the right kind of stress so they don't become anxious later in life. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I think like, dude, so I'm reading this book right now. Uh, it's, it's called Strong Fathers, Strong Daughters mm-hmm. by Dr. Baker. Amazing book. Uh, it, it's, 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 it's amazing. It's an amazing book. And so like for me, I took a different approach, man, because like, you know, I, I didn't have a father in my life, right? So like, I don't know what the fuck to do. I don't know how to be a good dad, right? But instead, I use I use the negative outlook, right? Meaning, you know, I don't know what a good father looks like, but I know what a bad one looks like, and so I just don't do that, right? What's the opposite of that? And I'll just do whatever the opposite of that is, right? Um, and so, you know, for me, like, there, there's a lot of stress, there's a lot of, of fear, I guess, of failure, I guess, when it comes to, to being a father. You know, but one of the things that I know for sure is like I never want her to suffer, right? Like I was told no a lot growing up, and it wasn't because like it was because we just couldn't either afford it, we couldn't do it, whatever it was. I was told no quite a bit, right? And I remember telling myself as like an internal promise that like I never want to tell her no because we just can't afford it. Like mm. if I tell her no, I want to be because I want her to learn this lesson or I want her to do that, you know. And I think like I know for a fact. That my daughter's childhood, my daughter's uh, upbringing, her outlook on life uh, is going to be drastically different than how mine was. Mm-hmm. Right, and knowing that, like, I don't want to to raise this uh, unaware uh, NPC fucking, you know, whoa, like I don't, I don't want to raise that, right? And so I think it's important, like how I'm going to look at raising my daughter is that I'm, I'm, I know for a fact that I'm going to have to manufacture these opportunities mm. of life lessons, sure. right? Because she's going to be shielded. She's not going to, you know, know, uh, you know, hear gunshots and ambulances every night. Right. But like, I know that I'm going to have to manufacture some, some opportunities of struggle for her. Right. And, and cause obviously I don't want her, like, I mean, dude, like, uh, when I was fucking nine years old, getting dressed for school one morning, lights were cut off. I couldn't fucking pay the bill. So I got dressed in the dark that morning, right? And I remember walking, uh, you know, walking to the to the bus stop to get on the school bus. Uh, and it, it's early in the morning. The sun's not even out yet. Uh, and the street light was on. I looked down at my fucking feet. I got two left shoes on. Or, you know, two not two left shoes. I had two different fucking pairs of shoes on because I was getting dressed in the dark. She will never have to worry about that. Right. But how do I how can I expose her uh, to some type of struggles? Or maybe I do say no more, but not because we can't. It's just because I want her to learn this lesson. And so I'm definitely going to have to manufacture that um, because I know she's not going to have to go through real hardships and struggles. But I also don't want her to be this fucking, you know, complacent, 
you know, woe it's me, like we're seeing mm. a lot of other right? But our manufa- I would rather manufacture her struggles now than yeah. have her manufacture them fucking later. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, we want to give our kids, I mean, the, the general standard is we want to give our kids a better life than what we had. Right. And, right. and I think that's a noble thing. And it's certainly something we should, we, I mean, as an infantryman, caveat there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. As an infantryman, I always want to improve my fighting position. It's just like ingrained in my DNA to, to do that. So every move I make is in some way designed to do that. <clears throat> but you also have to balance, you, you have to weigh what it means to be better in the balance of the actual outcomes of better, right? So, right. Yeah, right. give them a more comfortable life. What what does that mean? Because right. having a high stress, high anxiety life doesn't sound very comfortable to me. And despite being more comfortable in the way that society defines it in this generation, they also have higher rates of anxiety, depression, and suicide than we did. Right. So is that comfort? Is that is that a better life than what we had as children? Fuck no, it's not. That's stupid, right? So we have to re um, we have to reimagine what it means to give the kids a better life. And I think you're on track there with the manufacturing, the struggle. Um, <clears throat> Brett uh, Weinstein talks about this a lot. He and his wife, Heather hang uh, in their book, the hunter gathers guide to the 21st century. If you haven't read that, you should read that one too. Um, and they talk a lot about this where your, your kid just isn't going to run into the same kind of stuff that you did. Um, right. But you can simulate a lot of it. So one of their rules is let the kid take risk. You take, you take marginal risk under supervision as a child, and then you learn how to take bigger and bigger risk as time goes on. And the research shows that kids who are exposed to stuff like this, what, what a lot of people in, uh, in the Midwest and, and out towards Utah are calling free range parenting. Um, Mm -hmm. they're finding that the kids are better at making good decisions later in life. Like they, there's, they're less involved in drugs and crime at an early age, uh, lower rate of teenage pregnancy, lower rate of anxiety and depression and suicide, all this stuff, because they have context for life. You know what I mean? You yeah. can't shield somebody forever and just expect them to start making good decisions at 18. That's fucking stupid. Right. Well, and dude, I think that's going to be a massive uh, obstacle that people, you know, parents now are going to have to think about because obviously we see all the attacks on our children, right? Like, you know the, the the grooming the the pedophilia right and so i think it's a natural innate uh you know kind of kind of thought process i want to shield and i want to protect my daughter and my or my children from all of this shit but like what's the trade-off you know because then you're going to drop them off into the real world and they're going to be unexposed to fucking everything and they're going to fucking lose right <clears throat> you know, I, it's super it's super critical man it's super critical and i've definitely been putting more uh more thought um in, into that man because i know it's i know that in 20 years uh or uh let's even say 16 years for her the world is going to look drastically different than what it does right now mm-hmm. you know and so i'm not i don't want to prepare for tomorrow i'm preparing for 16 years from now <clears throat> have you read uh the coddling of the american mind i have not i gotta say yeah. whatever 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 you say to read i trust you so yeah. i'm gonna read it yeah, it's uh, so it's written by a couple of uh, academic dudes, but uh, they're super smart stuff. But the general premise from the book is you have to prepare your children for the road and not the road for your children, right? So you can't go around bubble wrapping everything. Yeah, yeah. There, there's yeah. no way for you to protect them from everything. There's no way for you to even expose them uh, to everything or, or educate them on everything. You just have to give them a general sense of confidence and good decision making skills. That's, that's what you can really impart on your kids. And it's not something that I run into. Like, <laughs> I'm sure you guys run into it too. It's hard to find, it's hard to find people to hire these days, to be honest. And I, I hear yeah. this from people from every industry. Like we can't find people who will work hard. We can't find people who are problem solvers. We can't find people who don't have to be constantly micromanaged all the time. We're that's failing. That's because they've been incentivized being fucking lazy. Yeah. You know, like the report just came out last week. It's what 62% of the eligible workforce is working. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have, incentivized. we have 11 million open jobs in America right now. Yeah. Like, like it's, and, and, and like, that's like, listen, there's always going to be a population of people that like are literally physically, maybe even not able to work. 
that's not what's counted in that statistic. We're talking about people who have zero issues, have zero medical issues, uh, have the ability to work. 38% or not. That is a fucking problem. You know, like when, but but think about it, bro. They've incentivized being lazy. They've incentivized that you don't have to work for anything, and they they've made a lot of people, a mass, a large amount of people, uh, they they've given them this false sense of reality of how the world really works, um, which ultimately lets you know is going to lead to to more of that, man. And I think the problem is going to be when that sixty two percent drops down to like fifty or drops down to forty nine. <coughs> It's true because you got 62% of the fucking workforce is basically providing for everybody else. It doesn't work. Yeah, it's the, the this is the societal fruition of the Izzat fallacy, right? So the Izzat fallacy occurs when the assumption is made that because things are a certain way, they should be that way. Or the inverse of that, which is that things should be a certain way, so I'm going to assume they are that way. That's where the it's not fair bullshit comes from. Like it doesn't matter if it's fair or not. It is reality, you know? Yeah. One of my favorite uh, <clears throat> people of all time is Carl Sagan. Um, and he used to say that for me, it's far better to accept the universe as it is rather than persist in delusion, regardless of how gratifying the delusion might be. Because mm. otherwise, you're, you're, you create this little bubble that you're living yep. in. And every time you actually try to expose yourself to the real world, there's sharp edges out there and they poke that bubble and you're like, Oh no, I've got to get back in my bubble. Well, you're a right. fucking loser, dude. Like you're never going to, you're never going to win at anything. And I don't mean a loser and like, you're a loser of a person. I mean, you are going to lose always. Bro, not the natural order of fucking nature, right? People, I think humans forget, like we're fucking animals. We're part of the animal kingdom, right? Like it's not nature. Nature does not work like that. Um, and I think this natural order, bro, is going to come back and give a lot of people a, a giant fucking punch in the fucking face, which is needed, in my opinion. You know, and like we can we, it, we we've been operating how it should be for for far too long, you know, and, I, and, and dude, it's going to be a massive rude awakening for a lot of people, bro. Yeah, for sure. Because order always wins. And we're not it doing anybody wins. any favors either by protecting and shielding them from reality. That doesn't ever do anybody any favors. No. Oh. Not really sure why uh, why we would do that. So some of the other principles on the list, like, uh, you know, one of my favorites is I'll do something every day to help my country. My countrymen are all, all men. Yeah. But these are downstream things. You can't do any of this stuff unless you got your own shit sorted out. You know what I mean? Right. Like, if, you're still, if you still believe that things should be this way and, the, and they're not, so that's not fair, that's bullshit. Right. It's a yeah. it, that's essentially a platitude around which you're trying to organize your life. So when I hear empty phrases like that. I just I cringe at the vagueness of it. Like, man, live in reality because it's yeah. yeah, it sucks sometimes. But who cares? So like, what now? What? Yeah, we're going to do about it. <laughs> I don't I don't think we should be in the business of micromanaging each other's lives either. And that's what that's what comes about when. There are so many weak and incapable people in society. Then government becomes stronger and stronger, and it just keeps sucking like a fucking uh, like the Borg. It keeps assimilating people's uh, rights and stuff. Um, it just it's man. It's like well, somebody's got to do something. The government's got to help. Why would the government help? Why would you Why would you trust the people that are constantly trying to rob you to come help solve this problem? Because in all reality, like they are able to only have power because so many people are weak. Mm -hmm. Like that is the problem. That is, and that's the absolute truth. Yeah. If you don't think that they're intentionally going to try to hold power and do whatever they have to do to make sure that that balance stays that way, you're insane. Mm -hmm. you're, you're insane. And dude, like, like conspiracy or like, like whatever, you know, you people want to say is it, we are being intentionally misled and we have been for the last 50 plus years at, at least right we have been intentionally uh you know programmed to become weaker become fatter become sicker right so that they can feed us their solutions they can offer us our help and we'll keep draining the people who still have you know good common sense core values of, of hard work uh 
and 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 you know good moral compasses, right? We're going to continue to drain those people because at some point, like it says in, in the book Atlas Shrug, at some point they'll give up too, and they'll they'll, they'll feed into the whole system. It's intentional, right? Why why would they show you pictures of four hundred and fifty pound women calling them the fucking ideal, uh, you know, look of beauty? Why would they do that? Right, it's, like yeah, it's called programming, television programming for a reason. And and, and, mo- and, and the you know sixty two percent of people can look at them like, well, that's not fucking true. Mm. Like they know that's not true, but then that shit gets echoed and pushed so much. It's in every fucking magazine. That that is programming. They want you to achieve that, you know. And so that's why I mean, Andy, you know, if you listen to Andy, like you know, he says it all the time. Personal excellence is, is the ultimate rebellion. Mm. Whatever they want you to do, do the opposite. Just do that. They want you fat, be fucking fit. Mm-hmm. They want you fucking uh, broke, become fucking rich, right? Like, like get off of that, you know. And I, I, I really hope, and I, I truly believe that we won't get to a point of Atlas Shrug, man. I think there's, there's still gonna be always a majority of people that are with the shit, mm-hmm. as far as you know, the hard work and, and all of that, you know. But it is, it is, it is a plausible reality. Uh, I think it's irresponsible to not at least think into that and look into that and understand what causes that type of stuff and do everything you can to run the opposite direction. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, it's especially in the, so you you have to think about these things in context too. So it's hard to own a home now for people, young people, 25 year olds used to be, it used to be that somebody between 25 and 30 after they graduated college, they would be buying a starter home, something that's like 80 to $150,000, nothing great. Maybe a little farther out from the city than they'd like and all this stuff. And now everybody's renting, like rental, yeah. renting has gone up by about 65%, I think, in the last five years. Um, but, and it's like, oh, so, so who cares? I'll just buy something later. Or it's more convenient for me to rent. <clears throat> Think about the, the power. Fucking, I'm going to live in a fucking van and just travel the earth. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But think of, you have to, you have to think about what, um, what you're sacrificing for that convenience, I think is a really important thing. You should always think about whenever you're, whenever, again, it's that whole, uh, if things get too comfortable, you should start growing suspicious of what's happening around you, uh, and of your, of your own actions and motive as well, because what are you surrendering and to whom for that convenience? Like how much power am I giving up over my own life and over the lives of my family, my community to whomever it is, by taking this shortcut. That's the real dude, fucking equation. Yeah, dude, I honestly, I don't think we were, I don't think humans, like the human sapiens sapiens, right? Like, I don't believe we were ever intended to be creatures of comfort. I don't think that was ever the case. Well, no, of course not. I, we we define, we define our life. I mean, the matrix was right. They, yeah. they we, de- we define our lives, not through the struggle itself, but through our overcoming the struggle. That's how we define our purpose in life. Every single person on earth does the same thing. 100%, man. And, and this idea of just like, oh, comfort, I want the white picket fence. Like, bro, fuck that. It makes it makes zero sense, man. And I, But it makes perfect sense. Again, like when you tie it back to the intentionality of this shit and, and, and exactly what they're trying to produce. Mm. Oh, and then they then they build these things, but at the same time, you know, why? So you they tell you to strive for you know this this ideal you know comfortable place, but at the same time they demonize success and demonize winning and demonize all the things that are required for you to achieve that, mm. and then give you the excuses for when you don't achieve it and tell you that it's okay. Here, here's the government sit. And think here's about how the- they think about how they parse that out too. So if you're. Uh, a woman or a minority or an immigrant in the, in America, it's like, Oh, it's all stacked against you. You know what I mean? There's no point. And if you're a white person, it's like, Oh, you've got privilege. That's the only reason you're even allowed to do that. And trying to make people feel guilty for taking advantage of what's available to them. Like, man, this is some, this is some, this is some next level psyop bullshit right here. Like, and I don't bro, think at the core, I don't think most people believe it. They look at it and they're like, well, that doesn't make a lot of sense to me but they accept it because it's convenient. It's, it's more convenient just to, it's just a mask. It's just a shot. It's just a lockdown. Yeah. Well, fuck that. Right. Yeah. There, yeah. I mean, there, there's a lot, like, that's the thing, man. I, I like, I, I've, I say this all the time. We are on, we, we are being attacked on, on many different fronts, right? Like this is, 
you know, some will call it spiritual warfare, right? But we're being flanked on all fucking sides. And so I think, you know, well, how do you how do you combat that, right? Like, all right, well, see where the fuck the water's leaking from in the boat and put mm. make, patch the fucking hole. You know, and I, I think it's a misconception for a lot of people that, that you know, I, I think the misconception of people, you know, people say, well, you know, it's out of my control. Mm. People don't say there's a lot more things in your control than I would say not, you know. Like when you talk about something that's outside of your control, that's a fucking natural disaster. That's a fucking hurricane. That's a tornado. Those things are out of your control, right? But your daily actions and decisions, right? On average, we make about a thousand decisions a day. Those are all in your fucking control, right? And it's imperative, man, now more than ever, because we're being attacked on so many different fronts, right? Our children are being attacked. Uh, our, our finances, our financial success being being attacked, right? Like our ability to thrive and provide, that's all being attacked. We're being attacked on so many fronts. It's imperative that you figure out where those holes are and you go to, you do your fucking best to patch them because you have the majority of your decisions in your control. Um, and people got to get over that fallacy, bro. <coughs> yeah, 100%. I think the the most important thing that a lot of people are going to be able to do especially in the circumstances that we all find ourselves in today is to say no to stupid shit that doesn't make any sense. Right. And then this, the follow-up to that is to examine the stupid orders and figure out what the intent behind them is. Cause that's how you know what their plan is. Like when you see, when you see <clears throat> the political class internationally speaking, the political class, but also here in the U S uh, the media, so uh, uh, academia and all this stuff, attacking all of the institutions that protect us, right? So police, first responders, the military, uh, even masculinity itself, uh, gun rights, things like this. Whenever you see them coming after the things that protect you, I see that no differently than somebody bombing my fucking air defense. Like that means they're trying to come in and fucking take over my shit. That's exactly what's happening right there. And that's how you should feel, right? What's the goal? What what, Mm -hmm. what are they trying to achieve? Qui bono. They... Qui bono is a good like... thing to ask yourself. Who benefits from this action? Who, yeah. bene- who benefits yeah. from the American population not being armed? It's not the American population. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, that's a very critical question people should be asking. Like, bro, I even think back to the lockdowns, man. Like, you know, why would, you know, obviously they were censoring everything, right? Um, you talked about COVID, whatever, it was censored, or your shadow ban, all not. But like, why would so why would they close down and limit businesses and restaurants and bars from having people in there, right? Because the seeds of revolutions are sown in taverns, mm. right? And so if we know we can't communicate on here, and we go try to have word to word, we can't go there because they closed the fucking bar down. Or there's a twenty five percent occupancy limit, right? Like everything they do has a fucking purpose, and I think the reason a lot of people miss these things, man, is because there's so much in history. You know, you know, the saying, you know, history repeats itself. I, I challenge that with it's the history that we don't learn from repeats itself. Right. And it's either not learned because, you know, we are apathetic and we don't, you know, go out of our way and spend the extra time to go look into stuff or it's intentionally left out of conversations. Um, you know, but you, you, you got to look into that stuff, man. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why a lot of people can't, can't really draw the conclusions of why this happens. Everything, all this shit is always, it's all happened. There's cycles in history, right? Yep. Um, and the only reason you can't connect the dots is because you haven't taken uh, the time uh, to go, to go look into that, why that happened and what, what, what caused that and, and what led up to that. Right. So you can see the, the, the common denominators that are moving through. Sure. Yeah. And sunlight is the best disinfectant, right? I mean, Nothing, nothing's ever going to be more harmful to a bad idea than a good idea. Nothing's ever going to be more harmful uh, to a bad movement, particularly from the government, than the people being informed and educated. That's, that's always going to be the case. And you're not doing yourself any favors by <clears throat> becoming nihilistic about the process and saying, you know what, they're all just crooks, so I'm not going to pay attention to it. You can say they're all just crooks. I say it every single day. Well, actually, what I say is all politicians are cunts. Um, but I, I guess C could stand for crooks as well. Um, but not engaging in the process is really fucking stupid. I believe Plato said something to the effect of uh, if you refuse to take part in your own governance, then you're doomed to be ruled by fools, 
right? Mm-hmm. And that is exactly how it is. You people need to take responsibility. The the worse things get, the harder you should fight, not the less. Like people people think that the worse things get, you should start to lose hope. No, that should be you should fight harder and harder as things get worse. Yeah. And things are getting worse and worse in this country day by day with all this worse shit. Yeah, bro. It's insane. Like, dude, I think back to like, you know, shit, 1775, right? Like, or or, or you, you look back to fucking, you know, Normandy, right? Like, there were 17-year-old men doing insane things, risking their lives, not a care in the world about what it, what, what it fucking costs. And then you look at 17-year-olds now, right? And so I always like that argument over fucking soy lattes. You know what I'm saying? Or pronouns, mm. right? Right. And I think it's, I always like to think I'm always like a why person because I'm I try to be very logical, right? I want to know why does A plus B equal C, right? And I think one of the things that you know these these cunts have relied on and used and weaponized um, is is our apathy. One, you know, but they've also taken our hearts because dude, a lot of people have you know we all have big hearts, right? Mm. Like. <clears throat> We're very tolerant people, and they've used that against us, you know. But I think even going back to like 1950s, 1960s, when mass media was really becoming this big thing, and it was it, it began it began to be televised, and they moved through all of that that phase, you know. I I, I don't I would never say like you no know, like I I think it's okay it's okay to have a reasonable expectation of of what we're seeing in our TV and what we're seeing on these phones are are accurate and the truth right there's a reasonable expectation to trust our doctors that are making these health decisions to trust these organizations that you know with all these fancy names and letters behind these people's names right like there's a reasonable expectation to trust these people and i think you know what if anything the last 3 years have taught us is that we can't Right. The same goes for, for, you know, parent teacher conferences. Right. Like you have a reasonable expectation to trust when you send your kid to school that that teacher has that child's best interest mm-hmm. in mind. They're not pumping them full of pronouns and fucking drag queen shows. Right. There's a reasonable expectation. But if anything in the last three years have taught us is that we can no longer just be apathetic and we can no longer have that reasonable expectation of trust. Right. In anything. Uh, in the education system and the financial system and our political system, right? We can no longer have that. And so I think at the basic level, the base level, the fundamental level, no matter if you have 3 million followers or you have three, right? Take the, the needing the attention and the likes and comments, remove that shit to the side. There are a thousand things that you could do right now that will affect the outcome of just your personal little circle, Right. And then if somebody happens to see that, well, damn, DJ and Dan are doing that. Mm-hmm. Maybe I can do that here with my shit, right? Like that's how you you have a fucking revolution. Like nobody wants a civil war, and I I really would hope that it doesn't get to that man because nobody wins in that, and then we'll still be left at the end of it like, okay, well, fuck, we still got how how do we fix this shit? Yeah, like that's done, right? But we still got shit to fix. Yep. This shit that requires a revolution culturally from the ground level, man. Mm. Enough people will take care of their own shit and start fixing those holes that they have in their own boats, bro. We'll we'll, we'll be fine. Yep. Yeah, I mean, the the more you improve yourself, and then your family, and then your community, right, from the bottom up, uh, yep. the less access bad actors have to any of those things. Yep. That's why the, one of the things I've told people for years now is to uh, every act you make, every political act you make should be in some way designed to box the government out of your life because, mm-hmm. and it's not just the government. It's also bureaucrats and, you know, uh, <laughs> the fucking predatory charities and all this other bullshit that goes on. Anybody that's trying to capture your attention and leverage your attention towards some kind of thing that doesn't benefit you, box them out of your life. If somebody in your area needs help, you help them. Don't wait for the fucking right. government to come in and do that shit. Um, not nobody else's problem. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> exactly. And we, if you felt like that, if people, instead of feeling like, man, this is a really tough situation, felt like, hey, my neighbor needs help, so I'm going to help him, then, you know, that changes things rapidly and dramatically. And there's nothing that the government can actually do about that either. Um, no. So it's the best, it's certainly the best defense against outside intrusion. 100%, man. Well, cool. I got to get going. We're going to uh, do some more shows here today. I appreciate you coming on today. This has been great. 
Damn, brother, I appreciate you. I'm gonna. Uh, I, I already ordered that first book you sent me, A Hunter Gathers Guide. Yeah, I gotta get that second. Yeah, the coddling of the American mind, by Jonathan Haidt and Greg Lukanoff. It's a really yeah. good one. <clears throat> and tell everybody uh, before we get out of here about uh, Real AF and CTI and all that bullshit you guys do. Yeah, guys, uh, Real AF podcast. We do. We actually just started going real heavy on YouTube. Mm um pushing some of the boundaries of, over there everything's going pretty good there but um yeah man it's you know andy found it uh started the mfco project uh eight years ago um moved all the changed up the, the conversations uh and, and created the real af platform um which basically just exposes all the lies it's it's, it's on brand with everything you got going on dan um and it's imperative for people to, to know the reality of the world we live in and how to operate in the world that you know that is and not operating in a world that should be, you know, and that's, that's essentially what we talk about. So real AF on any, uh, on, on pretty much every platform out there. Um, yeah, check us out. Cool, man. Well, I appreciate you coming today. Uh, great conversation as always. Uh, and I think, uh, myself and Jared JT are going to come back up there pretty soon to do a show with you guys. I think, uh, sometime early January, I think, uh, but I'll keep you guys posted. Uh, and thank you all. Thank you all for listening. This has been Citizen. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.